Hello, friends. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Real People of Orange County on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine. We're streaming on the web at KUCI.org. And we are always available via podcast, both on KUCI's website as well as Kimberly Martin's website. I'm your guest host, Marie Stone. This show is an informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. The guests on the show are all people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity. Today is no exception. In honor of summer, in honor of August, in honor of our greatest Orange County resource, we are talking about the ocean. I have two amazing women in studio with me today, Jan Guyette and Susan Campbell, both from the Women's Sailing Association, and we're talking about Ocean Awareness Challenge. We're talking about the ocean. We're talking about... These women are incredibly fascinating. I've known them for 30 minutes and they have taught me so much already. So we're, we're going to, we're going to dive into the ocean. <laughs> the ocean awareness challenge is coming up in September and we're going to talk all about that. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself, Jan. I totally forgot to ask how you pronounce your name. So I probably screwed it up. You did not. My name is Jan Gayette. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I did it. You did it. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) So, so talk a little bit, Jan, maybe you can start about how you got into, um, into women's sailing and into the ocean awareness challenge and, and kind of take us into your story. Okay. Well, sure. Just briefly, you know, uh, I guess I could sum it up by saying I've always been a a water person, a person that um, enjoyed being by the water, in the water, uh, wondering what's in the water as well. And so I grew up at the near the Great Lakes, mostly in Wisconsin and Michigan. And uh, I always felt uh, compelled to be by the Great Lakes. And then 16 years ago, I moved to California and now have the great opportunity of living in Orange County by the Pacific Ocean. And how can uh, you not enjoy that? So that's how I became interested, um, basically, in sailing. All my life, I've wanted to be a sailor um, and uh, had opportunities to be on boats and and, and be part of the, the sailing experience. Um, but I was planning on taking some courses, and then I met Susie Campbell. And Susie Campbell is a captain, and she is an excellent instructor in sailing, and we became dear friends, and she has been my mentor for sailing. So I've had opportunities to sail and then have been fortunate enough to belong to the Women's Sailing Association, which, again, offers outstanding opportunities for women who want to to sail. So it's been a great experience, and through that group then and through Susie's inspiration, uh, here we are at the Ocean Awareness Challenge. I love it. I love it. Susie, jump mm-hmm. in. Tell us Tell us about you. Well, you have a long history with the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Susie Campbell, and I um, moved here from Wisconsin as well. I grew up uh, just a few blocks from Lake Michigan. And like Jan, um, the first thing I'd go when I got on my bicycle was down to the lake, and I'd ride out to the end of the pier where the lighthouse was, and I'd sit there and watch the big ships come in. Back in those days, um, they did a lot of uh, shipping, bringing, exporting, and importing into Kenosha. And um, I always was so curious about where those boats went when they took off. And I noticed as a young girl, they spoke different languages. And so at a very young age, I was fascinated with water and with the sea and with boats and always wondered what their journeys were like. So there was always that curiosity. And then... um, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin. I was a kindergarten teacher in Kenosha, taught first grade and second grade. 
And then I went on a bike ride one summer across the United States. I'd never seen a mo mountain or an ocean, and I didn't have a lot of money, but an enough to take my bike and go across the United States in a Greyhound bus wow. and then ride my bicycle from Washington State back to Wisconsin. And on that trip, I met my husband, who is a fireman. He was a fireman here in Orange County and in L.A. County. And um, so we got married a year later and moved to Laguna Beach and... I still always wanted to learn how to sail. In Wisconsin, I never had the opportunity, but we had become legal guardian parents of a young girl from Mexico. Her name was Rebecca Aurora Espinoza, and her father was a fisherman. And she was going to be living with us through high school, and I was trying to think of a way that the two of us could bond. And I knew she liked being out fishing with her father in the boat. So I thought, well, we'll take a sailing class together. That should do it. Well, we took a sailing class together, and I loved it. And she had enough of this boating because she grew up in Mexico fishing with her dad all the time. And so I just took off with it and started taking classes. And the more I learned, the, the more I wanted to learn. I learned how to sail. I ended up getting my 100-ton captain's Coast Guard captain's license, but then I started taking classes in oceanography and meteorology at Saddleback College, and the more I learned about the ocean, the more I began to care about it, and I learned what a fragile, very fragile system it is and how troubled it is. I mean, I had no idea. I mean, the ocean is our life support system, and every other breath we take comes from oxygen produced by the ocean. Mm. There's photosynthesis mm. going on in the ocean as well. And then the, the more I learned about all the little critters that live in the ocean, there's like 200 million species, I think, that live in the ocean and how fragile and precious they are. And, and then I started learning about the struggles they're having and how the, we're losing species at a greater rate now than ever before. I started learning about acidification and how the ocean absorbs all the carbon dioxide we pump in the air and it causes decalcification in um, shellfish and things like that. And then I started learning about the mercury that, you know, is pumped into the atmosphere from coal-fired power plants mm. and how the fish are absorbing that into their systems. And when we eat fish, we're getting a lot of mercury in our systems, and it's making us sick. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, this is kind of like missionary work here. We need mm. to help save the ocean. <laughs> and so it was really heavy on my heart and it just hit me like a lightning bolt one day i wanted to devote the rest of my life to helping heal the ocean i feel like i'm in the third trimester of my life and it's been so good to me that it's my turn to start giving back to the thing i love the most you guys are amazing yeah i love that i love that so tell us a little bit about the ocean awareness challenge and what what it is and yeah. um yeah okay well um i had mentioned this to um we we just started this new sailing program the w women's sailing program the women's sailing association of orange county our commodore is valerie rhodes and we met for lunch one day and um she was talking to me about possibly organizing a, a regatta and i said you know right now my heart is really into ocean conservation wouldn't it be fun to do an event where people actually come to a gathering of socializing but we learn something at the same time mm -hmm. <laughs> and we you know so my idea kind of was formulated because i had worked on a hundred ton ship taking kids to that camp wow. from san pedro mm -hmm. and one time when i was working on the boat we had 
anchored and something went wrong with our anchor. We couldn't pull it up and I had to remain at the camp for two days. And when I was there, I got to watch these children who ended up being at this camp because of a grant they got. They were underserved children from Los Angeles. And I watched these kids for two days experience the ocean. Most of them had never seen the ocean. And they started out so fearful. They were afraid of everything. And they left loving the ocean and wanting to help heal the ocean. So Mm -hmm. some of these kids were putting masks and snorkels on for the first time in their life. They were dissecting fish. They were taking classes in plastics and pollution. And Annie McAlry, who is the CEO of that camp, is such a wonderful, wonderful instructor. Her and her husband, Francisco, Mm. who was actually an exchange student at Laguna Beach High School. Oh, wow. That's how I met him. (laughs) Uh, Mm. They are doing a wonderful job there teaching these children not only how to save the ocean, but to break through their own personal fears Mm. and and so I came back, and when Valerie asked me to run this regatta, I said, hey, I have this great idea. Let's have a, an event where we educate people about the ocean because once you're aware, you start to care. Right. And at the same time, while we're teaching adults about the conditions of the ocean, let's raise funds to send underserved children to the camp. That's great. Send more of those kids to camp. So that's how the, yeah. uh, the idea kind of spawned. That's incredible. Uh, do you have a teaching role? Because you have all those years of... of Small child teaching, and then you have all this knowledge. Yeah. No, I don't actually have a teaching role at the event. Okay. But we, um, I was fortunate enough, my job was to find presenters. And I found three dynamic presenters. Every one of them said yes the first time I asked them. Wow. Yeah. So we have Jeff Chester from Oceana. Wow. Uh, Wendy Marshall, who was working with Explore Ocean, but they've just merged with the... um, it's Discovery Cube. Discovery Cube, right. Now it's called Ocean Quest. Ocean Quest, oh, yeah. Cool. So, and she uh, has been teaching uh, ocean oceanography to, to children for years. And so she's going to be presenting. And then also Dave Rudy, who's got the largest commercial fishing business in California, I believe. Wow. Catalina Offshore Products. And 75% of his fishing is sustainable. So when I asked these three people if they'd be a presenter, they went, my gosh, this is like an event that we've we've I've never heard of anything like this. We would love to be a part of it. Fantastic. So it wasn't hard finding presenters. That's really great. Yeah. So I want to plug this event quite a bit because uh, there's still space available and it's coming up. So it's September 9th through 11th, which mm-hmm. is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Uh, coming up in just a few weeks, and um, we can find you on. I wrote the website down because it's through the Sailing Association where you right. find it. Right. Okay, so it's um, wsaoc.org, which is the Women's Sailing Associ- Association of Orange County. Uh, you can find information. There's still space available. You said you even take men. If yes, of course. Nice. <laughs> we, have, we have someone to dance with that night. <laughs> We're going to be dancing under the stars. And mm-hmm. not only do we have three great presenters, but we have Greg McGilvery, the IMAX movie producer, oh, cinematographer yeah. from Laguna Beach. And... Um, He's been very supportive with our event, and we're showing his humpback whale movie on an outdoor screen. Wow. That my husband and I built. (laughs) So that'll be really exciting. So Um, you ferry everybody over there. Yeah, we have a special ship that the camp actually actually just acquired. It's called Inhydra, which means sea otter. Wow. They named it that because they hope at one time... Um, there were sea otters all over the Channel Islands. Wow. And they're hoping that someday they come back. 
Mm-hmm. So they felt like that would be a good name for their ship with the hope that someday when the sea otters come back, our oceans will be healthy again. Mm. So that ship will be docking at the Boy Scout camp. And passengers just, they get dropped off there um, with their sleeping bag and pillow. It's like kids like camp, camp for adults. <laughs> 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 they go directly to Emerald Bay, which is where the Boy Scout camp is on Friday. Arrive Friday evening around 6 o'clock or so. And then they come back to the to um, the Boy Scout camp in Newport Beach on Sunday afternoon, probably around 3 o'clock. So great. Yeah. And so you, do you camp in um, cabins? Is that how it works? That's a good question. <laughs> There's know? lots of ways to sleep there. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> you can bring your own boat and okay. sleep on your boat. You can stay in a tent. There's like two beds oh. in the tent with springs and everything and mattress oh. on top. Or you can stay in a cabin. That's so great. And then the ship will actually sleep 40 people as well. Oh, my gosh. This yeah. sounds so fun. Yeah. I love this summer camp for adults. Yes, why not? <laughs> We're never too old to learn. Right, right. And then during the day, you get to paddle around and do yeah. water sports. You want to talk a little bit about island time? Sure, sure. You know, we're the of course, the, the main events are like going to each one of those presenters' presentations, um, and there's a rotation schedule, so you're uh, scheduled to go to a presentation. Um, and then there's also um, some island time. And so what is uh, going to be happening is you can choose what you'd like to do. Uh, go for a hike, which is maybe... Um, Approximately maybe a mile or so, a uh, few like half an hour, forty-five minutes, uh, up to an hour, depending on. We have a, an official guide there that will tell us about, um, you know, Catalina Island, that area, mm-hmm. a little bit of history, a little bit of the natural um, science there. Um, there's also going to be snorkeling that you can go on, and so not just you can go on your own, just snorkeling around. However, um, Annie. The uh, CEO of the Mountain and Sea Adventure Camp, uh, who is a a marine biologist, um, will tell you all about the neighborhood there underneath the water, um, all the animals that are there, all the vegetation, uh, what's happening to them, how they count um, the number of abalone, how they count different things, keep track of the science that's going on underneath the water. And so she will provide this guided tour for you as well, too. And I have to tell you, last year I went out there uh, to kind of review the the area along with Susie and several others, and I did go snorkeling, and um, it was such an experience. I'm almost um, getting emotional about it because um, I was swimming with a sea lion. I'd never experienced anything like that before. To look down and see this sea lion just gliding through the water, and here I am above it, and she's like, it's okay, you know, just come with me. And so we were... Draw, you know, gliding around the ocean, and then to see all this beautiful, beautiful nature was just overwhelming. Wow. So it's quite the experience, and I can see how these students, once they do that, their lives will be changed forever. Yeah. Um, because there's times that I just reflect back on that moment and think, that's one of those moments I'll remember my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. so it's very, very exciting. Um, there's also kayaking for you. You can, uh, they have kayaks available for you to use. Um, so it's going to be a fantastic. Um, nature time yeah. uh, really you know you're welcome to or just sit on the shore and enjoy the water from above too that's perfectly fine it's really um just an experience outdoor experience it is it is a whole nother world under there i mean i've had a couple of snorkeling experiences and you mm-hmm. really feel like you've entered you know you've got space you've got earth and you've got the ocean and and it mm-hmm. feels mm-hmm. like a way for us to enter a different realm mm-hmm. yes you know yes. that you just don't have access to normally and mm-hmm. you're right it's such a gift to be able to live here and 
mm-hmm. experience that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I had a wonderful experience. I was just in Catalina two weeks ago with two other gals that are part of our program, and we were snorkeling at Lover's Cove, and I kind of wanted to swim out to the point. I didn't know that this point was called Abalone Point, but I just know that there's a lot more fish where the points are. And I was swimming all by myself and through the kelp, and all of a sudden I see this huge sea turtle. A sea turtle. Wow. I didn't know there were sea turtles here. Here, Yeah. And so I called my two girlfriends over, and the three of us swam with a sea turtle for 30 minutes, and he was just grazing on seagrass, and he didn't mind that we were there at all. We were very respectful to him, and we played with him and swam with him, and it was just such an incredible experience. So I told Annie about it that night, and she goes, well, let's go to the same beach tomorrow and see if he's there again. She said, there's actually four. Oh my gosh! That that graze in wow. that um, off that point for for uh, food, and so we went back the next day. We couldn't find it, but we saw a lot of abalone. That's the so abalone great. are coming back. They were almost right. completely extinct, yeah. and now they're full size. And she was teaching us all about the abalone and how we shouldn't take them because you have to have so many abalone in a square footage area in order for them to reproduce. Oh, and so okay. it's a very fragile system and. I think it's a different world now, and we know to be a little more respectful and reverent to the things of the ocean. And I really do believe that as we learn to care for the ocean and the life that lives in the ocean, I think we'll indirectly start learning how to take better care of ourselves because Mm. our our bodies are just as fragile as theirs. Mm. And, you know, in the ocean, if you change the pH level of the ocean, things start dying. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with our bodies. When we don't treat our bodies respectfully... We get diseases as well. So I think that the children will indirectly learn learn how to take better care of themselves as they learn to take care of the ocean. That's very sweet. That's, yeah, good point, good point. I, I, whenever I see abalone on menus, which occasionally happens, I'm like, oh, are you? Spo- I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> you're tuned in to Real People of Orange County on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are talking about ocean awareness, the fragility of the ocean, and this wonderful program coming up September 9th through the 11th called the Ocean Awareness Challenge run by these two incredible women. Uh, who are in studio with me today, Susie Campbell and Jan Guyette. Um, so what's, what are, do you identify as sort of the most critical issues that are facing the ocean today, and specifically the Pacific Ocean in Orange County? What, what's the big threat? You want me to talk? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I have to say that our area is probably one of the number one when it comes to ocean conservation in the world. Really? Yes. Oh, good. What we have to do now is we have to spread the word and share mm-hmm. it with the world. And believe it or not, Annie McAlry was just asked to go to China to start a camp just like hers in China. Wow. Right now, she yeah. said she could fill her camp and her ship with ship camp every day with people from China so they are wanting to also clean up their country and their oceans, too. They know, too, that they have to do this. So um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> sort of the biggest, uh, okay. most critical issues facing us. Okay, so I think <laughs> so right now good. it is spreading the word and yeah. working with other countries and educating them. But generally, throughout the world, the biggest problem is plastics and pollution, 
Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Pacific Gyre out there. The Pacific Gyre is, they say, twice the size of Texas. It's like a soup of floating plastic. That's crazy. So it talk is. a little about that. I don't think everybody knows yeah. about that. Well, it's, the, the, it's interesting. The world has several different currents that move in different directions. And in the Pacific Ocean, we have the Arctic current that moves from from the east from the west to the east and then we have this cold current that comes down our coastline and then it goes this direction uh, from over to China and then back up again so these currents are kind of what pull all the trash into this gyre um, and the Pacific gyre is the largest there's seven gyres in the world this is just one we're talking about mm. but it's it's unbelievable all the trash that's in we've since the, the industrial revolution, we've been treating our ocean like a trash can. Mm-hmm. And there's so much junk on the bottom of the ocean from wars. There are ships down there that are still leaking toxins and things like that. Uh, but it's mostly just our trash. It's plastic cups and bottle caps and so many single-use plastic water bottles. Um all kinds of things, and it's, it's. I know a couple guys that did the Transpac this year, and they said it was a wonderful race, but it was so disheartening when they brought their boats back. They came back through the Pacific Gyre, and they couldn't believe that they were out there in the middle of the Pacific, looking at nothing but plastic trash in our oceans. Yeah. The sad thing is, is that fish are eating it, birds are eating it, and they're dying from it. They think it's little pieces of food, and they feed it to their babies, and their babies are dying. The turtles are being strangled by a fishing line. and um, So we need to... Luckily, there's a wonderful young man that has developed a way to clean up this trash. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. He's setting these big booms out. Uh, and they actually kind of pull the trash into one area and then they scoop it up into this big, huge cylinder on a ship and they grind it all up and recycle it. And he Sweet. believes that in 10 years we'll have that Pacific Gyre cleaned up. So wow. the wonderful news is is that as we spread awareness, thus the name Ocean Awareness Challenge, as we spread awareness about the problem and the challenges we have to face to clean up our world, we can make a difference. That's fantastic. Yes. And I always wondered if there was a way to scoop it out. I'm like, why can't yeah. we just, you know, go out there yeah. with a bucket and start <laughs> cleaning it up? Mm-hmm. There's so <laughs> many so there opportunities for entrepreneurship. So to all those mm-hmm. smart people out there at UCI, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. we have to think of a way to, um, you know, create things that help clean up our planet. Yeah, get on it. Get, get on, on it, it, you UCI. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I had heard recently, actually just yesterday, somebody posted something on Facebook that I saw that Laguna Beach was voted the number one beach in the world. Oh, my God. It was wow. actually an article about Croatia, and Croatia oh. was saying, we got number two, we got number two. And I opened it to look at who got number one, and it was Laguna Beach. <gasps> oh, my wow. gosh. Well, I've been to Croatia. It's very beautiful <laughs> as well. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, all ten of them were not bad. But, yeah. um, but wow. it, it did strike me that with that, comes a lot of responsibility and comes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, You're right. it's a lot of people. You're right. And, you know, I felt like, my gosh, I hear, live here in Southern California. Um, I have never heard of an event like this no. where people our age can go and be inspired and challenged by top marine scientists. And I wish, the one thing I do wish about our event is that we could get more younger younger people there, college students, to be inspired, because they're the ones that are going to change the world. Right. And hopefully we can orchestrate it uh, in the future where we can get some of these younger students coming to our event. They're the ones that really will, mm-hmm. you know, are going to change the world. 
But the old people have money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's not all bad. And we have the time. <laughs> and we have the time. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, and this is the first year, right? Yes, you it's the very first year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you've, you, you know, the, the sky's the oyster. The mm-hmm. sky's the oyster. That's right. The sky's the oyster. <laughs> Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, what Orange County citizens can do. It used to be, I don't know, five years or so ago, there were those, um, things that held six pack beers oh, yeah. together that mm-hmm. everybody was mm-hmm. going down and yeah. snipping those up because they were a problem. I don't even see well, those you know around what? anymore, but, uh, a, another young person, a, a cl- very clever man, an entrepreneur, uh, designed a new, new way of, uh, making those out of biodegradable materials. See, it's all awareness. That's right. It's mm-hmm. all awareness. That's great. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. What are the big ones now, though, that that we all are probably doing we don't even know we're doing? Well, I think we really do have to stop trying really hard <laughs> to stop using plastic, which mm-hmm. isn't easy. But my yeah. mom lived without plastic. I asked her once to t- write a list of how you did things, you know, when you were raising five children with with no plastic and it was really interesting i mean she she was able to live without plastic and we just have to stop using so much plastic and think twice before we you know use these plastic bags and use these single use water bottles we should be carrying our own water bottle with us and having water filling stations Mm -hmm. i know at the sawdust festival in laguna beach now they have a water filling station, and people go there instead of buying plastic water bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, they they take their cup and they fill it, fill it up with water, and yeah, no more plastic. Yeah, yeah. So. and these changes have really happened very quickly. I can't remember when Laguna Beach started the plastic ban, ba- plastic bag ban, but it was really very recently. Mm-hmm. It was. And I don't miss it at all now. And it felt like yeah. that was you know so essential to how you lived your life. And within a year, mm-hmm. you, it wouldn't even occur mm-hmm. to me to carry something out in a plastic yeah. bag now so well you're doing something really important by the car you're driving oh yeah electric cars electric I think cars right. there's no reason to buy a gas car anymore because the electric cars now are almost you know compatible as far as price goes with the with the gas cars so i think that's one good way to cut emissions another good way is to be a vegetarian <laughs> now those people in wisconsin who are farmers are going to kill me for saying that but <laughs> half of the i mean cows actually produce as much methane gas as we produce driving gasoline cars wow. yes so i mean eating meat is really not really the best for our health or for our planet so cutting cutting back on meat i think is helpful um, you could probably name a few things, Jan, of ways yeah. we can... Well, you know, just if you think uh, as just a normal, regular person, uh, I know, like, uh, we all in the group took a, a, a stand on what is our personal challenge. And everyone will have, be able to come up with a personal challenge of how they can care for the ocean. Um, I'll just share mine. Um, I'm fortunate I live along the beach. I can every day walk and pick up trash. And so based on my trash pickup experience, I can tell you a lot of little... Um, plastic bottle caps, most commonly just the caps floating around, the mylar balloons that somebody had celebrating a birthday. So mm-hmm. sad. They look so beautiful with all those colors. They look nice to us. They look nice to the, all the fish that might want to try them too. Right. So it's, it's so, so we really have to, you know, avoid those mylar balloons. Um, that's what I see on the track, uh, along the beach. Um, and so there's a lot of promotion going on right now. Um, if you just even look up what's happening at the at the Laguna festivals, promoting um, you know pick up trash, um, you know 
whenever you see it, whose job is it to pick up trash? Well, it's everybody's. You don't have to work for the city or the beach people. It's everybody's job to pick up your own trash. Take care of it. Um, so that's real, real important. Um, the other thing is becoming, my other goal was to learn more. How can I become more aware? There are so many local organizations, Ocean Defenders, um, mm-hmm. the Oce- Oceana, uh, One World, um, just amazing groups that we can learn so much from um, and then all the technology that everyone has there it's just all out there so I think everyone can take their own personal choice uh, look through all those and say I could do this I can do that um, so I'm, I'm going to learn what more I can I can do you know there's there's an answer for everyone yeah you know you just have to find which one you know you want um, simple things I have grandchildren two and three years old 11 years old um, we walk around and they do not like to see a piece of trash on the ground. Even if they live up in the mountain, they do live up in the mountains, they know that that water now, even at age three, drains out to the ocean. Wow. And that, that sea lion is going to try and eat it. So they don't, they don't want that. They don't like that. So I can't imagine what their little minds are thinking. But, um, but that's the point. You know, they're, they're becoming more aware of their world as well, too. So very simple things like that. Um, and so many technical people in this in this area that can really share their knowledge. You know, they, so many wonderful scientists. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about global. I don't know what global warming has done, but you were talking mm. about, you didn't know there were sea turtles out there. And we certainly have had a big shark problem this year that I had never heard of before. So I feel like the ecology of the ocean has been changing over the last couple of years, yeah. probably with the ocean temperature changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's certainly an issue too. Is global warming, and it's uh, it's just so interesting. Uh, we, I mean, we are getting different species mm-hmm. coming into our waters because they're warmer, and unfortunately, a lot of the kelp is dying off because the water has to be a certain temperature for it to thrive. And right now, it's too warm for it to thrive, so the mm-hmm. kelp is dying off, and the kelp is like the foundation of the food chain. So um, that's one issue, too. One of my personal biggest concerns is the methane leaks in the Arctic right now. Oh. You know, with the icebergs melting, the permafrost is getting thinner and thinner, and they're now starting to find these blooms of uh, methane that are breaking through the permafrost. Wow. And going out into our atmosphere. And so as the icebergs melt, um, we're going to start experiencing more methane leaks in the Arctic and the Antarctic. And I was wow. in the Antarctic a couple of years ago. Fortunately, I got to go on a trip to the Antarctic. It was the most amazing trip of my life. And we were, it was like an educational trip. So we were with scientists on the ship, and they were telling us that we were able to go further south than any cruise ship has ever gone because the, the melting of the icebergs, you can get further south now to places man has never been. Yikes. And so wow. when people don't believe in global warming, it's, it's, it drives me crazy. I've seen with my own eyes, you know, right. <laughs> that these these icebergs are melting. And it's it's that's my biggest concern right now are the methane leaks we're going to start experiencing in the north and south poles. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, had given no consideration to. Uh, that's that's yeah. crazy. But I believe yeah. we definitely contribute to global warming uh, with the carbon dioxide we're pumping in the air. We really do have to stop doing that. But I also believe part of it is cyclical, mm. too. I mean, there have been times in our past history 
where the earth is like an ice age, you know. Right. So it's a little bit of both. But Sylvia right. Earle, who's my mentor and the most amazing marine biologist I know, female biologist, Sylvia Earle, um, she's, I forgot what I was going to say about her. But she's... (laughs) I do that all the time. (laughs) She's amazing. She really has hope. She has a lot of hope for our planet Earth. She's probably been the biggest advocate of ocean awareness of anybody I know. She gave a TED Talk about eight years ago. Um, She received... She was named a Woman of the Year by Time Magazine. Oh, wow. She worked for NOAA. She led expeditions for NOAA. um, She's just an incredible woman. And she has hope. For the future, she says we're at the tipping point right now where we can make a change. Mm. And it's a very, very critical time in the history of our planet. But uh, I think we, we can make that change. Well, I think that's a good point is to maintain hope. Because I, I think if you get overly discouraged or say, mm-hmm. what's the use? It's much easier to fall back on your old habits of, you know, your old bad habits yeah. and say, you know we're screwed anyway and it's you know that's yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun so. being an ocean advocate it's really fun yeah. Yeah. i've never felt so good about anything i've ever done it's really and good. i i find that everybody kind of likes to get on board with this and i i think the young people too there's i know there's so many issues we have with our children these days with drugs and all that and there's so many better things to do in the world and one of them is to help save our planet yes it's it, exciting it, indeed and there's no downside to it i mean it's it's just all positive when you feel like you're it is it feels so good to do you know the right things for our planet earth and i think everybody here would like to leave the world a more beautiful place for our children yeah and mm-hmm. i like you jan teaching your your grandchildren at the age of two or three how their actions make an impact i mean that that is yeah. a really important message for parents and grandparents out there that um, we are handing this off to a new generation and starting, yeah. you know, it will never occur to them to litter or to, you know, leave their... Right. Trash. Wouldn't that be something if, if there yeah. was no litter, you know, when those kids come to UCI or any other college, you know, they see that that's just something you just, just don't do. Right. And I, I think um, that's instilling in them at a young age. And then also the concept of purpose, one simple word um, that I've been picking up on, people have been... Um, you know, sharing, well, I need a purpose. I need to to be, um, like Susie said, we both are in our third trimester of life, meaning, you know, you can guess what age we are over, <laughs> you know. So, but basically, um, you know, the college students are in their first trimester of life, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the idea, the concept is what, you know, you need a purpose. Um, and so seeking a purpose very s- simply to, just choose something to do for the earth or for the ocean um, or for people in general. Um, that can set their whole life on a, on a good journey, a journey that, that is very productive for themselves, you know. So yeah. so I think that's a kind of a, a good good goal here, too. So even uh, if we choose this purpose to, to take care of the ocean, it is a, a legacy for the future. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I love the quote, a single journey can change the course of your life. Ah. And I hope that our event can be something like that for people who attend, you know, as they mm-hmm. become aware and experience the ocean hands-on, that it might be a course changer for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Well, let's tell people again about that. If you go onto the website, um, www.wsa. OC, which is the Women's Sailing Organization, or uh, I'm sorry, the Women, yeah, Women's Sailing Association mm-hmm. of Orange County, right? Uh, dot org, and, and then it's there's a slash, and then an OAC, 
for the Ocean Awareness Challenge. Yes, exactly. So. Right. Yeah. And you can um, go to their events page. I think, fortunately, it's really easy to find once you go on that website. Yeah. You can find the Ocean Awareness Challenge. OAC, yep. But, yeah. And it is uh, September 9th through the 11th. There is still space. So you do you have to be over 21? Is it a certain age? <laughs> no, or actually, we have a program for children anywhere? as well. We don't want okay. to turn children away. So if right. it's a couple with children... And um, they can pull them out of school on Friday, <laughs> bring right. them along, that's because that's what they do best, the camp. They have programs for kids, so they yeah. be Emerald Bay sounds like a very fun oh, camp. Beautiful. Yeah, just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just it's lovely. The, I think it's the most beautiful part mm-hmm. of Catalina Island. It's on the far west end. It's the most remote, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one that they say one of the top 10 dive places in the country. Wow. Yeah, it's really okay. really going to be fun, I think. Just so we have yeah. great great experience of knowledge, but just to, to have some fun and, and you know, um, to be at camp. Just, you know, very natural. Um, you know, you won't have much cell phone um, connection um, or Wi-Fi, so you are going to have Good. to let go a little bit of, of that, but then just focus on what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're um, talking with people about. Um, so it should be should be a real a real fun time. And yeah, there is going to be a little program for for children or students that would come. Um, I forgot to mention, since it is a science camp, there is um, a, a touch tank where you can learn more mm-hmm. about. Um, like you can pet a little leopard shark if you want, wow. um, just see some interesting things too. So it's just really going to be uh, a, a great experience, and uh, just embrace it. And that's a way people can support it by coming to the camp. And of course, like any fundraiser, because we are raising scholarship money for underprivileged kids uh, to come to this mountain and sea adventure camp. And um, some of the stories we've heard from from the CEO, it's just amazing um, what these kids will. Uh, sometimes take back um, because then they can feel that they are somewhat empowered. They can change their lives and and be world changers as well, too. So um, just to to picture children coming to a camp and having this experience um, that maybe they never will have again in their life, something so special, um, how how can you not support it? So, again, um, we're always happy to accept any donations or anything like that, too, for those scholarships as well. Are these kids mostly from California, or where are they coming from? They would be. Um, okay. Where the Mountain and Sea Adventure Camp chooses them from are generally the, like the Los Angeles County area or other. Uh, I'm not saying Orange uh, County like is not Title excluded. One, Title yeah. One, I think. There you go. Students. That's a good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, students that, you know, that uh, could s- s- seek scholarships. So mm-hmm. really they would great. be in California. Yeah, yeah. California counties. Right, mm-hmm. right. It Definitely. is going to be a lot of fun, too. We are going to be, we've got some dancing going on under the stars, and oh. Black Magic Room is sponsoring our happy hour on Friday and Saturday night. Happy hour? Yep. This was not in your kids' <laughs> camp, people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun as well. That's so And great. My, like my son said, who's 31? Mom, you have to make it fun or people won't come. <laughs> so we're making sure to, we're going to make it fun as well. Mm-hmm. How do you <laughs> feed all these people? The camp actually feeds us. Yeah, camp that's food. Great. Camp food. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> that's so great. But we're, so we'll great. be having some more on Friday night, mm-hmm. roasting our marshmallows over the campfire and popcorn watching the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yep. love it. Mm-hmm. You know, the other great thing about Catalina, aside from all the amazing ocean life, is the land life. I mean, with oh, the bison yes. and, yeah. the, you know, there's incredible bird watching yes. and, you know, the natural resources of Catalina, the land itself also is yeah, it really is incredible. A beautiful island. My it's husband gorgeous. and I, when we first got married, we biked from the east end to the west end and camped out along the way. 
Uh, and I just fell in love with Catalina on that trip. But the Catalina Conservancy is doing a good job, and the Catalina Island Company, uh, they're doing some new things over there. They have a zip line now. Oh, fun. Uh, I just did that when I was there last. (laughs) That's a lot of fun. That'll get your attention. A lot of great things (laughs) happening on Catalina Island. And what is your, you, you, um, the altimeter goal? What is that? The what? Altimeter goal? You said something about an altimeter goal? Hmm. No. Nope. We don't know. No. There's no goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the goal for the Ocean Awareness Challenge event, what we... Yeah, maybe the ultimate it. goal. The ultimate goal. Oh, the ultimate goal. Ultimate that's like what we, Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess like, raising the awareness for people yeah. to, to know that there is a problem that they... Have to, we have to find solutions, um, as well as then um, one of the ways to to support the ocean too is um, then to provide opportunities for young people to attend camps to learn more about the marine biology. So of course to raise the scholarship money. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure, sure. Are there good? I, I imagine oh. UCI would have a um, strong marine biology program, but there are Southern California colleges. You went to a couple of strong marine yeah, biology yeah. programs. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Orange Coast College and Saddleback College both have uh, programs. Our ultimate goal, though, truly is to we once we accomplish our first event, we want to put exactly how we did it on the web, okay. and maybe on YouTube too, and encourage people all over the world to start their own ocean awareness challenge that's great you know and we can have a great lakes challenge we mm-hmm. can, you know the amazon people on the amazon river they're struggling too with the fish populations they can also have a, a, a challenge event like this that's great so it's something that we hope gets passed out throughout throughout the world that's a and, great idea and mm-hmm. think of what we've all been watching on tv for the last two weeks right yeah our olympics you know in rio and how yeah. the struggles that they have with their water right mm-hmm. so, right yep yeah i mean that really should bring a lot of attention to this issue of just how <laughs> what what conditions the athletes are enduring mm-hmm. i know um, isn't that at the water pollution yeah. is just unbelievable yeah mm-hmm. that's why we need to spread the word to the world yeah and there's a lot of wonderful organizations that are trying to do that. And the Women's Sailing Association of Orange County, are, we're just doing our own little part. And if everybody does their little parts, I believe we can clean it up. It's good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you, um, there was a book called A Little Idea and um, Sylvia Earle's Sea Book. Did yeah, those impact a, this? Yeah. <laughs> well, me being in a you know kindergarten teacher, um, I've read a lot of children's books in my lifetime, and there was one I always loved. It's called What Do You Do with an Idea? And, it's and a- I'm <laughs> going to interrupt Susie oh. because I experienced this. And just to show you who Susie t- really is, you know, just picture this. Susie invites several of us women sailors to come over. She has a little idea, and she wants to share it. So we're like, okay, that sounds good. So here we are, all these adult women coming over. In my living room. (laughs) In your living room. We're all sitting down, and uh, Susie says, okay, everyone, get comfortable. I'm going to read you a story. So just like a kindergarten teacher, she read us this story about the little idea, and we all sat there and thought, we are in kindergarten, (laughs) but wait a minute. The best, everything you need to know, you learned in kindergarten. So there you go. Um, Here's the book. And so she shared that with us. And we learned that with a little idea, we can do great things, change the world. So here's Susie. And with that impact, that what we experienced, that's why there is an event. 
wow. coming up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had to in- interrupt because I don't know if she was going to yeah. share that or not. But there is one thing they left out in that story. So this little boy oh, okay. has this idea and he's carrying it with him and he's nurturing it and sometimes he doesn't like it because it's acquiring, taking too much of his attention and it starts to get heavy and blah, blah, blah. But anyhow, he ends up saving, changing the world with his idea. But they left something out. It takes a village to raise an idea. You can't do it. You can't do anything by yourself. And without the the group of women that have pulled together to to help me pull off this idea, it could have never happened. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's I've never seen such a beautiful act of uh, coming together using the talents that everybody has: the graphic design artist, the marketer. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have these skills, and we're coming together. All of us women, pretty much in our third trimester, and. Mm-hmm. The creating this event i couldn't never have done it by myself that is really cool yeah that is really cool do you guys have a blog or like a facebook page or something where we people do can have a facebook you? page yeah. yeah is it do- the ocean awareness challenge or is yep. it okay mm-hmm. okay yeah i'm gonna go find you i haven't great i haven't gone on there yet but that sounds fantastic um and in terms of what people need to be thinking about if they want to sign up in terms of like um, I mean, you obviously don't have to be a strong swimmer. I'm trying to think of things that yeah. people would be kind of scared of that they shouldn't yeah. be scared of. You know, no, they, no, this is this is the safest place you could ever be. There's nothing to be afraid of. You come over on the ship. Uh, the learning starts as soon as you board that ship. That's great. And uh, now it's uh, kids have been going to that camp for a long time, and I've never met a kid that didn't enjoy their time in Emerald Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be well cared you'll for. You'll be well taken care of. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. I love it. I yep. love it. And is it, um, I'm trying to think, so the limit is 200 people. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a really nice group of, and you've already got over half of that already going. Yep. So yeah. it's going to be a really nice, diverse yeah. group. of. It should like, be uh, a wonderful time. Yeah. I can't wait to go back to camp. We had a pilot event last year. I tried it out with my group of about 25 people. Oh, you oh you did? Yes, oh, good. Yeah, okay. we tested okay. it out, and we had so much fun. And like Melanie Green, she just came back and told her husband, it was like peanut cake. She never got to go to camp before as a kid, so she was just so thrilled with it. It's really nice to let go of everything and remove yourself from this crazy world we live in and go to this beautiful island that's only 36 miles away. No kidding. And go back to being a kid and experiencing, you know. Yeah, all the simple pleasures. Mm -hmm. Simple pleasures of Mm -hmm. life. It's it's good to get back to all of those. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah. You're tuned into Real People of Orange County on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are talking about the ocean, ocean awareness, the ocean awareness challenge. My guests today are Jan Guyette and Susie Campbell. And uh, I'm so fascinated by this tall ships and becoming a ship captain. And, you know, I, and I just think it's wonderful to kind of, especially as you keep talking about the third trimester of life of taking challenges and taking risks and, Stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit. And um, I think sailing is a really great, empowering thing for women. Um, that, you know, mm-hmm. it. Um, I, my guest last week was telling me how the thing she loves about sailing is that it takes your entire attention and is kind of a good escape. So she doesn't have to, you know, worry about her job or her kids because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to got to focus your entire energy on you know staying <laughs> staying upright but what mm-hmm. a what a um empowering thing and i, I love that jan you kind of came to it later in life that you weren't a sailor you know from being a teenager and uh, talk a little bit about that experience of um 
I don't know. Was it scary? It oh, kind of scary. Was, it, was it scary and is it still scary? Is, yes, tell, absolutely. Tell her about your first day sailing with me and the race. Oh, Look yeah. all that wind. Oh, so the first, yeah, the first day sailing, Susie said, show up at one o'clock in Dana Point and I'll meet you and we'll go on this, the local uh, Dana Point race, which where you uh, sail around a Dana Point area, you know, going around markers or buoys. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so there weren't that many of us. Usually Susie likes to have a crew of six people. So we all have jobs and we all can, you know, efficiently do those jobs. I think we only had four people, if I remember. And so I was, you know, I, you know, I said, I, I have an interest in sailing, but I've never really sailed. She said, okay, well, I'll go through things with you. And so we started out, and we had 23 knot winds, I believe, oh, wow. which is quite a bit. That's quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was <laughs> exciting. So Susie said, now here's the winch. Here's a jib line. When I say, you know, pull it in, you, you make sure you wrap around it twice and pull, pull, pull. And pull with your pinkies, you know, your thumbs going towards you. And uh, because you don't want to lose any fingers. Okay, got okay. it. <laughs> so a good, you know, educator will give you, you know, a reason, you know, uh, cause and effect, you know, actions and consequences. I knew I was going to remember one. that forever. And then, yeah. so I did. And so we did. We're successful. Yeah. All I had to do was listen to Susie, the captain. And um, it was it was quite a ride. Oh so my gosh. <laughs> very was, much. He did a great job, too. Quite a ride. So I was, uh, from then on, I was I was hooked on. I, I love sailing with her. I love racing. Had an experience to r- sail with her around Catalina. A really amazing race where you sailed from Long Beach around the backside of Catalina and then back home to Dana Point, and it's all through the night. And when wow. we were going around the west end of Catalina, which is the one, the end closest to Long Beach, and then the east end is going, you know, pointing towards Mexico, kind of. And so we're going around there, and you look back at sunset, and all the seasoned sailors are saying, this is just beautiful. This is just such a beautiful sunset. And I'm sitting there saying, it's a beautiful sunset. I'm trying to eat my chili because if I don't eat my chili now, then I we won't have food for another you know twelve hours. So we were being told, you know, eat your chili. <laughs> okay, sounds good. But then I look back and here, this our our boat. It's like is surfing these high waves that are coming, you know, from the from Hawaii. And I'm like, oh my oh gosh, my God. yes, yeah. this, this is fun. This is in fun the as, dark. as I'm Under flipping, the stars. Yeah, in the dark. flipping the chili out over the boat because I can't control it and and still doing our job. But it was very exciting. It, I would never, you know, regret that experience. But it was definitely um, something where you learned. I had to learn. I have to trust my captain, Captain Susie, and uh, you know, and, and God yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah. So because that's yeah. uh, where my faith is. But anyway, um, my goodness, it was quite an experience. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah, you're right. When you think of all of the things that come out of that, of independence and teamwork at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. love the teamwork. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys know. must be closer in a way that most friendships aren't close because oh, yeah. you've had that Definitely. experience together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's so important. That's true. Definitely. It, yeah. it really, and it's it's just one of those things that you, you constantly are learning, constantly are learning. So your mind is always thinking, what else can I learn? I, I have a lot to learn uh so much to learn, and it, and you learn from other people, and it, it's just a, a great experience. But that teamwork, yeah, team building. Uh, Susie also has team building regattas for people, where you know groups can get together. And uh, I've experienced one of those with uh, uh, through my husband, who had had a group there, and it's amazing. It's amazing to uh, what you learn and what you can do. Ama- yeah, that is mm-hmm. amazing. Do both of your husbands sail? 
Yeah, my mm-hmm. husband. We we yes. do some. We do some. We've done a lot of sailing in the Mediterranean and in the Sea of Cortez. He's not like a day sailor so much. He likes mm-hmm. going to places on a sailboat. Okay. So that's usually when he's with me when we're traveling. But he's not a racer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems like a good marriage challenge too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can weather the ship, you can weather the land, right? That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very fortunate. He's very supportive of what I do. I love mm-hmm. it. So I'm very grateful it. for that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just really strikes me as a very, I, I keep using the word empowering, but it, 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 it just seems like a, a, a wonderful way for women to either reclaim something mm-hmm. essential about being strong and being, you know, independent and all of that and, and finding a really beautiful friendship. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, I mean, I imagine you have really strong friends throughout the entire yeah, yeah, we sure mm-hmm. sailing community. We sure do. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, ha- you do have to rely on each other and you have to, you know, come out of your comfort zone. Like I, I always come out when I somebody else new is on our crew, you know, Susie's crew, and I'll come right out and say, you know, I'm new at sailing. This is what I, I'm really good at listening and I follow directions and um, I know I can do this and usually this is my job. So, but that's, that's pretty much all you can count on me for you know don't you know certain things you can't count on me for and I won't I won't know certain things and so and other people will say well I have been a captain I, I know this and I know how to how to read the navigation and and just different things so you really have to come out and say this is who I am mm-hmm. this is what I mm-hmm. want to do this is what I can do yeah because um, we've all started there we've mm-hmm. all started where you started and I've done the same thing you know when I first started sailing yes yeah, yeah. Right. So, right that's a good Definitely growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts from square one. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So you're going to join so us then, huh? Soon. Maybe I will. Yeah, very good. <laughs> we are drawing down on our time, but I want to remind our listeners one more time that uh, if you want to learn more about the Ocean Awareness Challenge, you can go onto the website, wsaoc.org, is the Women's Sailing Association of Orange County. Um, and on there, you will click the Ocean Awareness Challenge. Again, it is September 9th through the 11th. It sounds incredibly fun. It sounds incredibly educational. Uh, what a great thing to be able to be an adult in a kid's camp with a happy hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful thing. And some incredible presenters. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Jeff Shester, um, you know, he just went on an expedition with Alexandra Cousteau. And they went down to one of the deepest trenches in, in the Channel Islands to do some research on what they believed there were ancient corals and um, um, sea mounts that they wanted to look at. But anyhow, wow. he's one of our presenters for the event, and he's going to share everything that they found. And he's going to share his photographs and everything with us from that expedition. So That is really for cool. For any ocean-loving people out there that, that want to learn a little bit about, more about the ocean and, and be inspired, this is the event for you. This is it, yeah. Any last-minute words of uh, thoughts about the ocean, about Ocean Awareness Challenge, about sailing? Please, please look us up on the website. We would just love to have you join us. If not this year, there's always next year. But just uh, please get involved, and also with the Women's Sailing Association, too. Um, you know, we just uh, all want to do our share and um, pick up that trash. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love it. I just want to say how grateful I am to Valerie Rhodes, our Commodore, um, if it weren't for her being willing to take on this event, it wouldn't be happening. And a special thanks to Kathleen Brown, mm-hmm. who has been our graphic design artist. And all her materials are so incredibly beautiful. She's done such an incredible job. And Tracy, of course, who's been our social media girl. Um, just 
um, Melanie and Doug Green. They're a married couple. They're our logistics people, making sure everything goes perfectly. But I just want to say how grateful I am for all the people helping us because it takes a village to raise a a dream. Doesn't (laughs) it? That's so true. That's so true. That is all the time we have for today. If you missed all or any part of today's interview and you want to check us out, we will be on Kimberly's website, KimberlyMartin.com. We will be on KUCI's website, KUCI.org slash talk. And we will be right back here with you next Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. Until next time, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great night.